Hello everyone, welcome to A Dose of Business. I'm Yanni Morales and today with me I have Edison Cordero. Edison, please tell us more about yourself. I'm Edison Cordero, entrepreneur, author, published author, uh, mentor, and personal development uh, speaker and mentor as well. So thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure being on here today. Awesome, awesome. And let me ask you, how did you get started throughout your entrepreneurship journey? Like what made you become an entrepreneur? So, I mean, the best way to answer that question would be, because I'm right, when I, when I first started my business, I started getting into the fitness sports supplements industry. But at first, initially, I never necessarily wanted to become an entrepreneur. I just never really wanted to work for anybody as far as I could jump. I spent about 30 boxing. Um, then I came down with two herniated discs, about one in my, my lower back, one in my neck, um, and what's called military network. The, the neck with the bone of your neck is straight instead of curved like it should be. So, you know, like constant neck pain, headaches, migraines, all of that. So I had to step away from boxing. Um, after about like six months out of the ring and whatnot, I started getting bored. You know, I'm asking myself, I'm saying, what am I going to do? I have all this free time and I'm not using it wisely. I'm not utilizing it because, you know, I can't go to the gym. I can't do this or that. So, I realized there was one thing I was very, very passionate about. It was always fitness and sports and all of that. Um, and I knew that the fitness and sports supplements industry is currently thriving. But not only is it thriving, it's probably one of the most unhealthiest industries, <laughs> despite its name. Because um, you got these people that are, or you got these companies that are putting out protein bars, protein shakes, all of that. But if you look into the nutritional facts of these actual, um, these actual products and supplements, you'll see that the actual products that they're giving you that you're consuming is not necessarily as healthy as they're making the scene. Yeah, you get 40 grams, 20, 30 grams of protein in it. Yeah, they put creatine in it. But at the end of the day, you got more calories and more sugar than a Snickers bar. So at the end of the day, you're, you're still causing yourself harm by in the consuming these things, regardless of what the nutritional label says. You got to look at the extra ingredients, break down the ingredients. So that's one thing I got very passionate about. Um, so with, when I started Braun, which is of course the name of the business, Braun Lifestyle, it initially started off as Braun Protein. And I told you this the time, the time I met you at NEC. Yeah, yeah. Um, it started off as Braun Protein. And I used to sell a, a protein bar for a dollar um, at my school. I was, we were, uh, it was my business partner, Darren, Darren Morgan and I. We were walking around school with a backpack. <laughs> it's like as suspect as this, as this sounds. We're walking around school, uh, school in the backpack, um, pulling out protein bars that's wrapped in aluminum foil and then asking people if they want it for a dollar. So, you know, we're like exchanging it. It looks like it looks like a drug deal is going on in school and they're giving us money for it. But the first set of protein bars I made were probably the nastiest set of protein bars I made, too. Um, I remember one person bought it. Actually, what they didn't buy it. They, they tried a sample of it. And they told me it was nasty as shit, right? They told me it was nasty. And let me ask you, when they told you it was nasty, did you, like, try to give up, like, lose your, like, self-esteem, kind of? Like, shit, I, I don't want to keep going. Like, all these, you know, like, that little negative comment, did it make you try to do better? Or, like, what did you do from there? Well, <laughs> I tried to defend myself as much as possible. So when he told me that, that it was nasty, what I told him was, well, it's a protein bar. Like, it's going to be nasty. <laughs> Um, but after that, when I did get, get home, I tried to go my, the bar again myself and I was like, yeah, this shit is nasty. I was like, there's gotta be a way that I could try to redo this and make it taste like a candy bar or something, like something that people are going to actually want to eat. So trial and error, expensive as hell. Trial and error is expensive. Um, so, you know, I'm going through trial and error. I'm spending a lot of money on ingredients. I'm trying to make new bars, and I got a new recipe, made some new bars. Started giving those out too as samples for things that they were too wet, they were too, like, they were too mushy, pretty much. And, you know, it didn't sit too well. You taste, you could feel the protein powder when you ate it. So I went again, trial and error, all over again. Until eventually, I got, the, I got this one ingredient where I actually, I did a lot of researching on how protein bars are made. Of course, they're made by factory. I wanted to make it by hand. I wanted to be like the Rolls Royce of the fitness industry, making things by hand and actually giving, knowing what 
being put into these bars. So I made the last batch um, and it was completely redesigned from the first and second trial. Um, then I started selling those, giving those out. I was getting compliments, like like comments like out of the world, like feedback that was like, people were comparing it to like um, crunch bars or like candy bars and saying that it even tastes like a protein bar. So with that, I continued selling it for a dollar a bar. And then eventually I stopped selling it. I stopped selling it and I spoke with my business partner and I said, hey, I said, hey, Darren, what if we started selling these bars for $2? And at first we're like, that's a huge jump. People are paying. Uh, so we're like, now $2 might be a different ballpark. So we started selling it for $2. And one thing we, really, one, one thing we learned is that people were still willing to pay $2 for the same protein bar that they were uh, previously paying a dollar for. And now it, it had less to do with the cost of the product and more to do with the value that they were getting from the product. Um, Let me ask you something. Go ahead. $2, were you making profit or were you just doing it to like get your, your supplements out there? At that time, I wasn't making profit. At that time, the ingredients I was buying, I was overpaying for. I was paying for expensive ingredients, which was my fault because I didn't know better at that time. I was a 16-year-old starting a business. I was going, I was buying these name brand stuff, you know. So I would say that was my, that's why I'm saying trial and error is expensive as hell. I spent about $60 on ingredients. And in return, I'd say I made about $40. So I was always short $20. Um, and eventually I, I learned more about how the, the, the business industry works. I learned more about how fitness works, wholesale, all of that. And I started, um, learning about bulk ingredients. At that point I started, I was able to manage my money very well. Um, and I, it went to a point where instead of making a loss of $20, uh, after selling about like 10 bars or whatever the case may be, making 20, I mean, uh, or 20 bars, um, it ended up going to making 20 bars. And instead of, like I said, instead of losing $20, profiting probably about $40, maybe $45, um, any given case scenario. And then I was doing bulk. If you were buying bulk bars, uh, bulk bars were like $1.86 a bar as opposed to $2.50. Um, so I was doing that as well. And the biggest, I guess the biggest key takeaway was not the fact that I was driven by money. I was driven by the value I could provide to others. And I always stuck with this. When you put value over profit, you're always going to wind up winning. Um, it's, you know, because too many people are focusing on profit. Too many people are focusing on how they're going to make money, how they're going to do this, this, and that. And it's all in regards to money. But the thing oh. is that... And it's yeah. short there. It's true. I see a lot of people, when they start business, they're doing it to, oh, how, how can I make all this money? And they don't realize that in order to make the profit, you got to provide value to like your clients, customers, because if you don't provide value, you'll never make that money. So they're in it for the wrong reasons. And I see that you're talking about value and that's really important that a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, the value part is the one that gets kept for last. Um, but, But the biggest thing is that if you go into any type of business or whatever the case may be, if you provide an, if you like offer like a type of service or anything, if you show that you could provide a value initially and that you do nothing but provide value and you're focusing on the value you provide to people, then you're going to see that the profit is always going to be coming in. You're always going to get money. Money is always going to be flowing in, even if you're not chasing money. Because the problem is people are so, their mindsets are so fixated on how they're going to make money, how they're going to make profit that they end up not even making anything. And that's because they're doing all they can to make a profit but there's no value being given to anybody. Look at Apple. Take Apple, for example. Apple, when they first started, they, were, they weren't seen as a company that was going to skyrocket and become pretty much an, in, like a world leader. Um, but when Apple started, they had this one commercial that set them apart from everybody, and it was a value-driven commercial. It wasn't about what. It wasn't about how much. It was about their why. And when Apple released that commercial, when they were talking about their why, why they, the whole reason behind the company Apple, 
and the whole reason behind the apple itself. And at that time, they had like a little, um, I think they had a, a colorful apple, like a colorful, colorful pattern. They, they had a commercial that actually explained and broke down their why of their company. And when they did that, boom, they skyrocketed. They were past all these big brands at that time. They were going past Microsoft. They were going past all of these companies at that time. And they ended up becoming an industry leader. Now everybody has an Apple device. I'm currently talking through an Apple device right now. Um, so it's crazy. It's, it's crazy how much the value you could provide to people could end up giving you so much more return as opposed to how much money you're seeking from somebody. So that's, that's the biggest thing to take a look at too and to take into consideration. Yeah, that's true. And, and let me ask you, going back to you selling at school, did you ever get in trouble or caught with like teachers or like the principal and tell you you couldn't sell anymore? Like how did that go down? Um, that's a good question. So there was instances where If I think about it, I didn't necessarily get in trouble um, for selling any like products or anything at school because I did it in a way where nobody would find out. Um, but there was other people that were selling like candy bars, chips, and all of that at the school too. Um, and then the school kind of noticed that and acknowledged it because they weren't as um, like as you say low key about it. So the school ended up saying, you know, anybody that's caught selling anything on campus will be suspended. This is that you're not allowed to do that. That's, uh, you know, that's what we have vending machines. So at that point, I had to stop selling them for a while. But then I was like, wait a minute, this is not oriented towards me. They don't know I'm selling it. They never knew. They never even found out. So I just kept doing it. I kept doing it. I brought two backpacks to work. One was with, I mean, to school. One was with my actual school stuff. One was with the protein bars. Um, and the backpack that I had was like insulated, so it kind of kept everything full. Um, but one time, my business partner actually he went up to a teacher, and he asked the teacher if she wanted a protein bar, and he pulls out this aluminum wrapped protein bar, and right away it raised a red red flag for her. She was like, "Whoa!" She's like, "I don't trust that." And she's like, "There could be drugs in there. There could be this in there. I don't know." So it's she was nice enough to not report it, but she also was nice enough to come up to me and tell me about it and tell me that she didn't feel comfortable with it because she was one of my teachers. So when she told me that, I was like, oh, okay, you know, so we'll, we'll kind of hold back on that. We won't do it again, as opposed to asking her. Uh, so we won't do it again, told her all of that, and said, you know, sorry, it was portrayed that way. But we kept doing it. We kept selling at the school. We had, it came to a point where we didn't even have to go up to people anymore and ask them if they wanted a protein bar. People would come up to me and ask me if I was going to bring some more tomorrow, if I, was, if I had some more today, if, you know, if I was going to have some next week. And I, it got to a point where people were literally customizing orders for me to make for them. And I was like, you know, at that point, I was like, yeah, this is, this is the type of route that I want to head towards, you know like the, the things that were in the past that it didn't end up working out business is where I want to be entrepreneurship is where I want to be you know people say baseball is a game of inches but personally I think entrepreneurship is a game of millimeters because any single thing you do reflects um not only you as an individual but your company and not only that but every single thing and every single little step you take determines where you're going to be in the future in the long run so that's why you got to be, it's, it's very important to learn as much as you can, learn from as many people as you can, read as much as you can, go to as many seminars as you can. Reason being is because trial and error, like I said, is expensive. It's very expensive. So you don't want to be caught just continuously going through trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, and then eventually just telling yourself to give up and then telling yourself to get through either another business venture or get a job, get a nine to five or go to college, get into a bunch of debt just to make, make about 70% of what you paid to college every year. So it's, and it's how, did he, how did you learn? Like you're telling me like first you have to learn and go to seminars and stuff like that. So how did you learn on like business or how to better your like products? I learned from a gentleman named Tony Robbins. 
Um, Tony Robbins definitely taught me a lot that I needed to know. Not only that, I had a lot more mentors too. I, I learned a lot from people like Andy Frisella, Gary Vaynerchuk. I learned a lot from, um, like, you know, some, some they close, close mentors to me. People that also were successful, um, close family friends that ran businesses that were making millions of dollars. I went up to them, I asked them, you know, how did you get your start? How did you do this? How did you do that? You know, connections will take you a long way. Networking will take you a long way. I literally, um, I was, I met, I met an individual who was in the business industry and I, I never knew, I never knew that because at that time I didn't have a business. But then after I did, after I did start, you know, start my business up, I went up to him and started asking for some advice. Turns out this individual known connections with a distributor for the NFL and he had connections with the same company that was distributing and manufacturing the protein water that was getting distributed to the NFL and whatnot. So he had connections with something like that. And the NFL was a big corporation. You, once, you, once you get tap into the NFL, you tap into the team, you tap into the fans, that's millions right there. That's millions of people, not millions of dollars, millions of people that you could provide value to. So that's, that's the biggest thing to look at when it comes to that is how many people you can network with, how many people you can find that's in an industry or in a position that you want to be in, people that are doing better than you. If people are doing better than you, those are the type of people that you should be looking at and you should be uh, befriending. A lot of people, unfortunately, they like to be with people that are under them. That way they could always feel like they're above them. And it's always an egotistical thing where I want to feel like I'm above you. So if you're above me, I don't even want to deal with you. But the thing is that if you're, if you're constantly around people that are below you and have lower standards and you're not helping them grow, and instead you just, you're just showing that you're above them, then you're never going to grow as an individual either because you're always going to perceive yourself and see yourself um, as someone that's already above them. So at that point, you're telling yourself that there's no room for you to grow because you've already grown as an individual of course and that's why it's important to surround yourself with people that are above your level because like they say you're the average of the people you surround yourself with so if you keep surrounding yourself with all these people that are above your level you're eventually going to get to their level you know yeah. getting good advice getting their like all your like intellectual stuff you know like yeah they're teaching you so many stuff that with these people below your level you'll never understand like learn so you're gonna stay at their level so once you hang out with those people below you it brings you down to their level so that's yeah. why people like fuck up basically and that, that's why there's a saying that goes your network is your net worth and that's that's the reason why that's the reason why and for like business owners and stuff i mean biggest thing is if there's anything you could take away from what i just said it's but between my business journey is that if you want lasting change in your life, if you want to become successful, then you need to stop trying and you need to start committing. Too many people are fixated on trying. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try eating healthy. I'm going to try losing weight. They're not, they're not committing though. They're telling you they're going to try. They're telling you they want to try, but you telling somebody, you telling yourself that you're going to try doing something is like creating a new year's resolution. You're saying, okay, for the year of 2021, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm telling you right now. Then what happens? You go to the gym for a week. You got all this steam built up. You're excited. You're, 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 you know, you're in it. You're, your mind is in it. Then you step on the scale after a week and you realize you only lost two pounds. And now you're like, oh, this, this shit's going to take way too long. It, you, then you start thinking about the process. That's another thing. When you're not committed and you're just focusing on trying something for the short term, you see the long term as this huge process, and that's what hurts people in the long run. You, you chunk down the process into a bunch of little things. For example, let's take, um, let's take working out, right? You tell yourself automatically, you're like, I got to wake up. I got um, to stretch. I got to get clothes for the gym. I got to wash my clothes because I don't have my clothes ready for the gym. Then I got to go to the gym. I got to try to clean the equipment. Um, I got to see, hopefully it's not packed. Hopefully I can actually use the equipment and then I got to get on the treadmill and then this, this and that. And then I got to try my workout and then I got to eat healthy after and drink healthy. And then I got to take a shower and this, this and that. And I'm going to be very tired. 
by the time I'm done with that, it's probably going to be around nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and I have to work the next day. At that point, you've done every and anything in your power to discourage yourself from going to the gym. The reason why is because you thought about the process more than you thought about the outcome that you were after. And when you think about the process more than the outcome, you're never going to get to the outcome. Simple. It's just like that. You know, and then people, again, like you said, they, they think about it too much or they say you're going to do it, but they don't, they don't commit to it. See, that's yeah. when the problem comes. They, they talk too much, but they never do it. So, like, what I learned from one of my coaches, JT Fox, he says it. Speed of implementation is the key. As soon as you do something, do it. Don't, don't talk about it. Just do it. See, some, a lot of people find excuses. Right. That's what, like, kills them. Right, that's true. I mean, you got to go for what you want. Don't go for what you think is possible. Go for what you want. If you think that if you're just going for what's what you perceive as possible, you're never going to be fulfilled. You're never going to be happy. And ultimately, you're never going to be successful. If you go for what you want and you go for what's what your mind perceives as impossible, as soon as you accomplish it, as soon as you make it happen, as soon as you hit that boom, check, boom, boom, I passed this, even though I thought it was going to be impossible, I made it possible. Once you do that, automatically it triggers in your brain that any other thing that you have perceived in the past as being impossible should be possible now. And in, in that case scenario, that puts you in a, a state of mind where you feel like you are unstoppable. Like you feel like the things that, you, that are in your head that are controlling you, your controlling factors, the things that are setting you back and holding you from your actual dreams and goals, you perceive that as just stepping stones now. It's just things that you have to get over to get to the top. And now that becomes nothing to you. Whereas with your previous mindset, when you feel something is impossible, so you didn't even try to do it, if you've seen something, if you've seen an obstacle, if you've seen anything in your way, automatically you stop. You're like, oh, now I got to turn around. All this shit's in the way. This is all a mess. I got to wait for like nature to clean up this mess for me, and then I'll keep going. So let me just turn back and do what I was doing before. And that's the mindset that most people get in, and that's what hurts people. Yeah, and let me ask you, how did you get through your roadblocks? You know, everybody has roadblocks along the way. So how did you get past yours? Well, I, I surrounded myself with a lot of smart people. Not smart, like book smart. Smart as, though, as in people that, you know, are in the same field as me. People that have excelled. People have, that have become successful. And I listen to them. I listen to their, their stories. I listen to how they overcame things. And when I hear and I see people overcoming things and overcoming obstacles, you know what that does in my mind? I'm a very, very competitive person. So if I see somebody um, succeeding, if I see somebody excelling, and I see somebody going through obstacles that are similar, or if not worse than mine, I automatically tell myself I can do this shit. If they can do it, I can do it. So every single obstacle I go through, even whether it's lack of momentum or you know, whatever the case may be, I get through it. I don't care how long it takes me to get through it. I just know I'm going to get through it. And that's the type of mindset that I've built for myself because I had to build the person I am today. And that's what most people understand. You could build the person you want to become. If you're not at a certain level yet, if you don't see yourself as a certain person or fit enough, you could build yourself to become that person. I spent years building myself. I was never this person here sitting here today talking about a business. I was never this person before. I was, you know, doing a lot of bad things, hanging around with people that did drugs, people that hung around with gang members, people that got into a lot of fights. That's what got me into boxing. But the thing is that eventually it got to a point where I seen my family struggle so much and I seen the stress that I was causing in my family, on my mother, on my father, on everybody in my family, in my household, that kind of just hit me. And once it hit me, I was like, this is the change that I need. I need to build myself to become this person. This is how I'm going to do it. And it starts right now. I made the decision to take action to change right now. See, that's the thing. If once you make a decision to do something, once you make a decision, boom, you're done. You're good. You're perfect. You're golden. At that point, you need to take action. Once you take action, because once you make the decision to take action, you're going to take action. Once you make that decision. And that's what it all starts with. It, nothing, no change is going to happen in a, in a year, in five years, in 10 years, change is going to happen within a moment. Within the moment you realize that you need to change your life, 
But then the moment you realize that the current quality of your life is not the quality that you want your life to be, and once you realize that your standards don't match your expectations, then at that point, you would change. But things that don't focus too much on changing, that's why focus more on building yourself. Change is automatic. Change is always going to happen. You're always going to experience change. Focus on building yourself. That way you're ready for those changes to happen. And that way you can quickly adapt to anything that occurs. That's the key. Yeah. And let me ask you, like, you, I'm pretty sure, like, if you were to do it alone, you would have felt like, I always think you need somebody. But what do you think about it? Do you think having coaches and mentors actually helps you, like, make the process quicker or better? Or do you think people could actually do it alone without the help of anybody? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, here's there's that's actually that's a very and nowadays for some reason that's a very controversial topic between amongst people and here's the reason why with this current day and age and this current generation everybody wants to be independent everybody wants to say they got it on their own everybody wants to say they did it on their own but i'm going to tell you right now if you want to succeed in life and you want to make a huge impact on the world or in the world you need to find partners. You need to find somebody that's going to help you get there, whether it's a mentor, whether it's a business partner, whether it's somebody that's gonna work for you or work with you, regardless of whatever the case may be, you need people to help you. Because the more network you the more networking you have, the better the outcome of not only your business, but your overall quality of your life. Because you can't know it all. I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry if I'm the first person that's told anybody this, but you cannot know it all. There's some things that you're just not going to be very well versed in. And you have to learn to accept that and accept that fully to the point where you can bring somebody in that's very knowledgeable and an expert in that field that's going to help you and actually help build your business up. And yes, you're going to have to be willing to either give that person a certain percentage of the business or give them a certain amount of money in return. Because if they're providing that much value to you, you need to give them something in return. You can't just take that, take that, and take that and not give. That's like just pretty much you're receiving without giving. You're you you gotta it's you gotta focus more on how you're going to provide value to the people that that's already provided value to you. Um, so I think that the biggest thing is you do need people to network with. You need partners. You need someone that's going to mentor you and guide you along the way because. If you fall into the mindset of, I know it already, I can do this on my own, I got this by myself, I don't have to do, I don't need anybody's help, or I think, I'm, I think I have a better way. Once you start telling yourself all this shit, at that point, you've already started becoming toxic to yourself and to your own business. That's true. And like they say, you know, they always say, uh, if you want to go fast, go alone. But yeah. if you want to go far, do it with the team. I mean, if you're going along, you're going to go fast. But here's the thing. There's no telling where you're going to go fast. You can go straight to failure fast or you can go straight to success. That's a 50-50 risk that's going to cost you a lot of money. That's, what one, that's one thing they don't tell you. You're going to get there fast, but it's going to cost you a shit ton of money. It might even cost you millions of dollars. Whereas even if you have a partner, even if it takes you five years, 10 years, 15 years, you're going to, one, make more in return. So your return on your investment is going to be a crazy amount. The return on your investment, and mind you, your biggest investment is going to be your time out of everything. So you're going to gain so much in return that when you reflect and look back on it, you're going to be happy that you brought people in with you as opposed to just running straight through fast by yourself without anybody next to you and whatever the case may be and then trying to, um, trying to excel without anybody because at that point you're going to lose money you can't afford to lose so much money on a trial and error phase the trial and error phase should not last you 10 to 15 years you know and another thing that people don't understand is like for example i always look at jeff bezos amazon multi-billion dollar dollar company and it took yeah. many years to get there it didn't just happen from one year to another so it took his time, you know, he lost a lot of money in the beginning. He didn't even make money until after. And what people say, oh, it takes too much time or business out. But they don't realize they're in a nine to five job for 40 years, making the same amount of money 
and it's always going to stay there, you know, and being an entrepreneur, you could always make more money and it's not going to stay steady. Yeah, it will go down up, but eventually it'll pay off. So people are always complaining and making excuses that it, it'll take five years to make a profit in your business, but they spend 40 years and they end up broke. But don't get me wrong. Some of them might be happy. I'm not saying anything bad about it, but people just are always making excuses. And I would actually, I would actually touch base on that too, because if there's one thing that's going to end up killing you, if there's one thing that's going to end up becoming toxic and hurting you in the long run, if there's anything in the world that's equivalent to pouring sugar in your coffee as opposed to pouring uh, in your going to be toxic one is just going to you know give you a rush give you an energy whatever the case may be sugar is sugar right but if i put insecticide and i mix that in my coffee or my tea whatever the case may be and i'm like huh let me drink this what do you think is going to happen to me going either one i'm going to be in a hospital two i'm going to die before i get to the hospital or three i'm going to be sick as shit and that's what happens when you complain complaining is the equivalent to pouring insecticide into whatever your beverage is and then drinking it and expecting your life to be all like flowers and daisies and you know all this beautiful stuff but what you don't really know is that internally you're hurting yourself internally you're being the toxicity in your own life by complaining dwelling on past shit that have no significant value to you as a person this whole complaining stuff, it's huge nowadays. Everybody loves to complain. And the reason they do so and the reason they love it so much is because finally people have found other groups of people that are more than happy to listen to them complain only due to the fact that it gives those motherfuckers an opportunity to complain for themselves. And since they listen to you complain, now you have to listen to them complain and even though they didn't give a shit about your complaining, now you have to care and you actually have to listen to what they have to say as far as their complaints are concerned. So all you're doing is feeding toxic toxicity and negativity to one each other. And then later on, further down the line, about five, 10 years down the road, you're gonna all meet each other again. And then you're going to complain that your life is not where you want it to be. And that's, and that's because people have expectations this high, but standards this low. And for some reason, they have expectations this high, standards this low, and expect them to balance out by themselves. That's not gonna happen. In order for your standards to match your expectations, you need to raise your standards. Either raise your standards and keep your expectations the same, or you need to lower your expectations but raise your standards. Because expectations, if you start to learn, if you start getting into the habit of expecting things, and you start getting into the habit of having a lot of expectations, you're going to have a lot of, I would say, disappointment. You're gonna have a lot of disappointment in your life because when whatever your expectations are, if your life doesn't match your expectations, if a person doesn't match your expectations, if somebody's actions, if somebody's behaviors does not match your expectations, you're going to be disappointed. But if you have expectations for every single little thing in life, you're going to be disappointed the majority of your life. So you need to raise your standards, lower your expectations. Don't worry about your expectations. You're going to get to where you need to get to regardless. As long as your, your standards are high and as long as you keep, you know, you keep focused on what you want to do and you take action, you're consistently making progress, then regardless, whatever you have your mindset to, you're going to accomplish with, regardless of how long it takes, regardless of how many people it takes. And let me ask you one more question. Since I know you bring up a lot of good topics and stuff, you know, how long did it take you to succeed in your business? That's now to answer that question. Um, I wouldn't, I, me personally, I wouldn't say I've, I've reached a level of success yet. I still have a long way to go. Um, because my overall goal, my and the overall outcome that I'm after with my business and whatnot, and where I, what I'm after not only with my business but as with myself and the impact that i want to leave i don't think i'm quite close yet i still think i'm inching i'm still inches away from it um because at the end of the day like i said my biggest thing is value i want to, i want to impact not only 
a group of people. I want to impact a generation. But to answer your question, in a sense, as far as success is concerned, as far as a level of success is concerned, um, I've been in business so far, I want to say four years now, three or four years now, five years. Um, and I want to say it took me about three to about three years, three and a half years to develop the, the mindset I have now to build the business I have now and to build myself. Um, it took me three to three and a half years to publish my first book, to publish my second book, to start doing my, my first ever personal development and speaking engagements. It took me that long to actually start having an impact on people's lives because I'm not going to talk on things that I have no background of. I'm not going to teach dollars. I'm not going to teach you how to make a billion dollars if I've ever made a billion dollars. And I'm not going to teach you how to make a hundred thousand dollars if I've never even made a hundred thousand dollars. Why would I lie? Why would I make myself, why would I overpromise you something and then under deliver it? Because I've never, I've never even accomplished that myself. And unfortunately, that's what most people are doing. Most people are trying to teach you how to become successful. There's most people are trying to teach you how to become multimillionaires, multi-billionaires, how to run the biggest corporation ever, how to market to an audience of about 10 million people. But their platform is so small because they barely even accomplished that themselves. The only reason they want to teach you is so that you could perceive them as someone that's successful. The whole idea is for you to get the idea that they're successful, for you to paint the image in your head that they're living the life that you want to live. And unfortunately, when people do that, that's so damaging and so bad for their own health and so harmful because now they get to a point where they start convincing themselves that they're successful and that everybody needs to listen to them and that they are fully capable of teaching a million dollar class, a billion dollar class when they haven't even made $10,000 or $100,000. You know what I mean? So that's why when it comes to that, if you give yourself time, it's going to take, regardless of business, it's going to take, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while for you to start seeing results depending on the team you have with you. The stronger the team, the stronger the possibility. The weaker the team, the longer the, the possibility. So that's the biggest thing to look at, the biggest thing to reflect on, and the biggest thing to even take into consideration when it comes to this topic. That's true. And I know you started at a young age. You were 16 when you started. So it gives you a competitive advantage because many people don't even start till after their 40s. So you right. started young, like you were molded already into that mindset because so many people get taught a different way and it's so hard to change. But fortunately enough for you, you were 16, you know, you're still going through puberty and you got like the right time to like get molded. Yeah. Like, okay, this is the right mindset. This is like how the entrepreneurship is and this is how you should run your business. So that's, I'm pretty sure that helped you out a lot too, starting out young. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's learning to appreciate the things in life that's given to you. I mean, every circumstance I went through, every situation, every obstacle I faced. I've been, I've been into entrepreneurship for, I would say, I've been in with my business with Braun Lifestyle. I've been, with Braun, I've been running Braun for about three years now, but I've been in business for about five years. Now, when I say I've been in business, I don't mean I've been running Braun for five years, but telling you I ran it for three years. I mean, I've been in business for five years because I've been learning to structure. I learn, I've been learning the structure of business. I've been learning the basic fundamentals. I've been learning how business works. And I've been modeling and looking and studying those who are successful before I even got into this business shit. Because the key to any, the, to key, the key to obtain any level of success in business or regardless of what it is, the key to obtaining any level of success of what you want to do is by studying those who have already become successful. I'm not telling you to copy them. I'm not telling you to do what they're doing, but study them, see what they did, see what, how they did their marketing, see how they did their advertising, see how they did their branding, see how they did all of that, see the relationships that they have with people. If you learn from others that are successful, you will receive the same results. You reap what you sow, and that's the biggest, biggest thing that, the biggest law that I pretty much believe and still think about to this day, for some reason, money doesn't get taught anywhere. 
the money is a very and money nowadays have has become a very very controversial topic to talk about i mean you think about it how many classes can you take in school that will teach you how to make money how many classes can you take in school that will teach you how to build a business that will teach you how to become an entrepreneur that will teach you to stay away from a nine to five job teach you to, to get out of an employee mentality instead you're being told to go into school from seven in the morning to 2 p.m., 3 p.m., whatever the time, time is, right? And you're being told to sit at a desk, sit with a partner, be absolutely quiet, take as many notes as you can, hope you get a good grade, this and that, then you get a one hour lunch and then you're back into class, you're doing all this work, and then boom, now you get to go home and relax just to do the same thing again. And then you're off on the weekends. And yeah. But and sorry to cut you there, but it's true. Like, school, they're preparing you for that nine-to-five, you know, that one-hour lunch, go to class. And unfortunately, the educational system is broken. You know, it's true. They don't teach about money and the important things in life because once you're finished with school, that real world, you're dealing with money. And many people, that's why many people fail right after because they have no clue what to do or how to deal with life. So, like, they don't even teach important topics like how to raise a family or, you know, like something like the actual stuff you need in life. They just teach. Yeah. They're preparing you to be that sheep to go into that nine to five and, you know, not do anything with your life, basically. Just work, work, work your whole life to retire and then die. Why not make money while you're young, enjoy your life, and then, you know, like, yeah. here is like messed up. Yeah. They, they claim they teach their they claim that they're getting you ready for the real world but in reality they're just getting you ready for the workforce everything that they're teaching you everything that you have to do every principle you learn in school is preparing you for your day-to-day -day job it's preparing you to have a boss preparing you to work for somebody preparing you for this this and that instead of engaging with people and learning from people and networking with different types of students and whatnot at school they're instead teaching you to not affiliate with them outside of school, not affiliate with them inside of school, and to focus on your own stuff and, you know, get good grades, always get a, you know, get a good job, go to college, go, go to a school that's tuition is about $80,000. That way you can start making $40,000 a year, which makes no sense. Why am I going to wait five or four years, six years, eight years, um, pay $80,000 for a school, university, a post-secondary college, just to make $40,000 a year in return. It's crazy, it's crazy, but people are doing this every single day. People are signing up for this every single day and they don't realize it. They don't realize it. And some of them do realize it. The only thing is that some people are so comfortable where they're at right now that they refuse to get uncomfortable in order to become successful. And that's the biggest issue. Yeah, exactly, that's the biggest issue. I'm glad you brought it up many people are comfortable where they are and they just want to stay there. But in order to be successful, you got to get out of your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. And yep. people aren't willing to take that step to become successful. Exactly. Or they quit right before they're successful. You know, there are two reasons why people fail. They quit before they even start or they quit right before they succeed. And that's what many people don't realize. And that's what's killing them. Right. And I mean trying try not to prolong this in any way but there's one thing i would say is that um i'm going to i'm going to let everybody know if nobody knows now that life isn't easy um sorry if you never knew this before sorry if you thought life was going to be easy but life isn't easy and don't expect it to be i'm not being pessimistic whatsoever but you just can't like you just can't not expect to get to the top without failing, without stumbling, without feeling any type of pressure or any type of obstacle in your way in order for you to get there. So regardless of what you look at, life is not going to be easy. Now, that draws me back to, you know, life isn't easy. Of course, it's not easy, but you can make, you can make the outcome of your life in, within a moment. So you have two choices. You can either live a success or you can live a regret. That choice is completely up to you. And if you choose to live a success, then I pose the question and I challenge you to ask yourself this question and truly find the answer as to why you're not successful. 
Ask yourself why you haven't started what you were supposed to start five years ago, three years ago, two weeks ago, even yesterday. Ask yourself why you were late to every single appointment that you had in regards to your future, in regards to your success. Ask yourself why you didn't go to the gym last week when you told yourself you were going to go two weeks ago. Ask yourself why not. Ask yourself why you didn't actually go forward. And then next, look at the quality of your life. Ask yourself what you can do to change the quality of your life right now. Don't ask yourself what you can do to change the quality of your life this year because if you do it this year, you're going to wait for December in order for you to do something. And by December, you're going to lose momentum. By December, you're going to forget all the shit that you just told yourself today on March, in March. So you have to do it today. You have to do it right now. So that's the biggest, most important thing for anybody. Nobody, because at the end of the day, nobody knows you better than you. So you need to discover yourself. You need to find what you're passionate about and just love your, like, self company learn to enjoy your own presence and learn to be happy with yourself i mean at the end of the day when it comes to it like tony robbins said success without fulfillment is the equivalent to failure if you're successful and you're not truly fulfilled in, in your life you will never ever be successful and one of the best examples that he made of it tony robbins did was robin williams he grew up as an entertainer. He wanted to be a comedian. He became a comedian. He wanted to be this world, the funniest person ever. He became the funniest person. He wanted to make children laugh, pa parents laugh, make people laugh. He made people laugh. He wanted to be the least funniest person. He became the least funniest person. But here's the thing. Robin Williams was so focused on making other people happy, he forgot about himself. He forgot about himself. So he received all this success, but was never truly fulfilled, and he ended up killing himself. That's the biggest, that's the biz, biggest example and biggest, I would say, thing to look at when it comes to having success and not fulfilled, not being fulfilled with your success, is that at the end of the day, whether you feel it now or you don't, you're going to feel it eventually when you reflect back and you're like, wow, I'm not truly fulfilled in my life. What am I? What am I ultimately doing? What am I ultimately becoming? And that's where the value falls into play. If you're not providing value to others, you'll never be fulfilled. And that's the biggest thing to look at. Yeah, that's true. And uh, one more thing. What advice would you give to people starting off their business or anybody that's thinking about entrepreneurship? I would say embrace every second of the struggle because at the end of the day, how you respond to it is going to either make or break you. It's going to determine the shape of your life and how it becomes. Um, no, matter, no matter what happens, no matter who tells you what or how things happen in your life, maintain your mindset. Don't lose that, don't lose that million dollar mindset that you've already started building in yourself just because something happened, all right? So you need to, because entrepreneurship is definitely a skill. Um, and most people have it, most people don't, and it's a skill that you can learn. And you can learn, you can learn to obtain a skill. You can learn to play basketball, you can learn to play baseball, you can learn to play the piano, the guitar, you know, any of anything in that case scenario. So you can learn to become an entrepreneur, you can learn to become successful. Um, another thing, biggest thing would be, you know, your dreams at the end of the day, your dreams aren't going to become reality on its own. So stop looking for shortcuts and be prepared to go all in. I believe in you and your goals. You and I both know that you're fully capable of dishing out more than you're allowing yourself to. So it's time to take action. It's time to stop the laziness. Time to step procrastination. The time is now. The time is today. The time is whatever time it is on your phone, your watch, whatever the case may be, whatever time you're watching this from, it's time to start taking action. And it's time to make a decision as to where you want the quality of your life to be. If you're running a business now and you're focusing too much on the competitors in your field, I advise you to read a book called The Blue Ocean Strategy. That Blue Ocean Strategy is what's changed the way I've done business. The Blue Ocean Strategy is what's made Apple very successful and Amazon the leader of the world right now. Blue Ocean Strategy, when you create your own uncontested market, Red Ocean is when there's a contested market. You think about it like, like this. You think about it like... Um, 
driving on a busy highway at four o'clock p.m. when everybody's on their way back home from work. You think about it like that, that's a red ocean. That's because you're stuck in traffic. It's bumper to bumper traffic. Yes, it's easy to get home. Yes, it, the, the route is relatively quicker than you get on the highway. But if it's 4 p.m. and everybody's on their way home and everybody has the same mindset as you, you're stuck. You're stuck in traffic. It's the same thing when you're, um, when you're, when you're doing business in a competitive market, when you're doing business in a contested market. There's this people that are successful there's everybody that's behind them trying to go that same that same road, right? Now, the blue ocean strategy, what this is, is I told you, uh, we were talking about this at NAC, is when you create an uncontested market. Now, that's the difference between going on a highway at 4 p.m. where there's traffic versus driving on the back roads at 4 a.m. where there's no traffic. So you have the road all to yourself. You don't have to worry about traffic. You don't have to worry about bumper to bumper. You don't have to worry about getting to your destination at a certain time. The road is yours. You created that that route for yourself, so you know where you're headed, and your mindset is towards your outcome, towards your destination, towards the end result. You're not focusing on the process. You're not focusing on who's in front of you at that moment. So you need to find a way to differentiate yourself to create an uncontested market, which is why Apple created iTunes. That way, people could start paying for music platforms. People could stop doing pirated, you know, downloads and whatnot. That's why. Amazon started as a, a mini online store similar to eBay. Now look at them. They're in your homes with their Alexa, with their um, with everything. I mean, even the doorbells, uh, they, they can control everything now. I mean, it's crazy the impact that Amazon has had on the, in the world. I mean, they're even, they're even in actual stores. I mean, they started as an online store that will resell products and was competing with eBay went on to their own uncontested market and now they run the world. That's, that's how you look at it. That's how you have to look at it. If you truly want to be successful, that's, that's the things that you need to model and the things that you need to truly reflect on, look at, notate, and learn. Are those type of circumstances, those type of successful people and successful businesses. If you learn, if you study successful people, if you study successful businesses, and you remind yourself that the value you provide is more important than the, the profit that you receive, then you will always be successful. Yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't have said it any better. And uh, well, thank you for your time, Addison. Where can people here listening reach out to you? Um, so you can, that, you can go to my website at www.edisoncordero.com. That's www.edison. C-O-R-D-E-R-O.com. Or you can also find me on different platforms as such as uh, Instagram as well. And Instagram, my Instagram would be at Edison Cordero. So at E-D-I-S-O-N-C-O-R-D-E-R-O. And you can reach out to me there. I'm more than happy to help. Um, I'll give you my right hand and I'll, I'll lead, you, uh, lead you across the journey. And I'll help you with your journey to success. And mind you, I do not charge for my services. I take pride in knowing that I'm able to provide value for free. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. And I do thank you, Gandhi, for having me on here. Of course. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good day.